This podcast is being brought to you by WXAV 88.3 FM and WXAV.com. WXAV, bringing the best podcasts to you. Support for this WXAV podcast is being provided by Bookies, new and used books. Located at 10324 Southwestern Avenue in Chicago, Bookies specializes in new and used books. Their selection includes new releases, bestsellers, and books that are out of print. For more information, please visit their website at bookieschicago.com. You can also find them on Facebook by searching Bookies Chicago or call them at 773-239-1110. Support for WXAV 88.3 FM is being provided by the Northwest Community Credit Union. If you live or work in Lake, Will, or suburban Cook Counties, you can become a member of the Northwest Community Credit Union. For 80 years, the credit union has offered a comprehensive roster of financial products and services to help their members meet their financial goals. For more information on becoming a member, please visit their website at nwccu.com. You can also call them at 847-647-1030 or stop in at the Credit Union House on the St. Xavier campus across from the Graham School of Management. Hello and welcome to another episode of Awesome Albums with Caesar and Eddie here on WXAV 88.3 FM and WXAV.com. I am Caesar, and as always I am joined with your co-host Eddie. Eddie. Last week, we promised our listeners we were going to cover Pure Comedy by Father John Misty. Pure Comedy is the third studio album under the name Father John Misty, also known as Josh Tillman. Yes, Jay Tillman, former drummer of Fleet Foxes, folk legend, and white Jesus. Yeah, involved on so many different projects. This is his more prominent solo one, and we're talking about this album on the eve of its two-year anniversary was released on April 7th, 2017. Yes, and we just found that out. But, we, you know, we want to talk about it because we love this album so much. It, it, I think both of us would agree that it is Father John Misty's best solo album, which is funny because when I first heard this album, I did not like it. I thought I Love You, Honey Bear was superior. I did not get the hype around this album, but... Even before listening to this album, I, li- I went back because I had an urge to listen to it again. And I got to say, it, it is his best. There's, there's so many moments full of sarcasm, you know, funny moments. He's witty, very introspective. And he talks about a variety of topics such as politics, God and religion, technology, life and the meaning of life and the overall human condition. All with very... Subtle but strong musical undertones throughout the whole album. And just like you, in the beginning, I was a little bit turned off by this album. I thought as well, I Love You, Honey Bear was a superior album. But quickly, pure comedy just grew on me. And I really started to appreciate all the different subtle lyrics that he talks about and musical instrumentation throughout the album. Yes, I completely agree. It's most likely a grower for most first listeners, but I think the both of us would recommend going back multiple times listening to it and really delving into what he's talking about and what he means. Because there's so much packed into this album and multiple listens through it will give you so much. Yes. There's so much replayability to it. I agree. And why don't we just dive in? Let's start unpacking Pure Comedy with the first track, the title track, Pure Comedy. It starts off like super eerie and 
I know you have some lyrics ready to, to share with us. The one thing I like how Tillman starts off the album is the comedy of man starts like this. You know, Tillman starts with birth and he's basically saying like at birth, we cannot take care of ourselves. We are in the care of somebody else and we don't know who that person is. It's like a lottery. And when he puts it like that, I think it's very sobering. And I never thought about it like that. It's almost, he's treating life as a cruel joke right from the beginning of the album. Mm -hmm. And I think there's no other better way to start off pure comedy because Father John Misty does not shy away from showing us the real dark side of some of these topics. But I also have to applaud the instrumentation on here. It starts off with a soft piano and it's kind of like this soft rock big band jazz fusion that just like crescendos in the middle of the song and just really brings you into it almost as if it's in a drunken state. And in pure contrast, we have the next song, which is just explosive. It starts off explosive. He dips back down and just to more subtle. But overall, Total Entertainment Forever is a more upbeat song. Yeah. And a more critique on what's going on in modern society and sort of the direction we're going into with all this technology, kind of playing on this idea that at all times we're being sold something and within everything there is entertainment. It's definitely a highlight. It's the shortest song on the album, but I think he did that just to... You know, in the song, he says that life is passing us by, but with technology, it makes it even faster because we're always spending time in the digital world. And he ends the song on a pretty bleak note saying we'll die in the digital landscape with smiles on our faces. But I do think that it's appropriate that it's one of the shortest songs. It it is the shortest song on the album. And it's just quick, just like life. And kind of like that fleeting happiness that you get from being entertained on anything whether it's um you know just watching something on tv or something you know streaming something on netflix or even streaming music in a way it's it's a fleeting happiness and like you said the last lyric is when historians find us we'll be in our homes plugged into a hub you know this month has been a wonderful place yeah and there's a lot you could unpack on just that last line alone i love the bleakness throughout the entire album there's many examples of the bleakness throughout the album and he talks about death a lot for example ballad of the dying man it's a story about a man who critiques everything on the internet but he is dying so he is worried like who will keep the homophobes hipsters and one percent in check but i feel like father john misty is making fun of a person like that because who cares you know like who cares about this one guy's opinion Mm -hmm. the people he's criticizing won't care but like this guy checks his newsfeed right before he dies to see what he's gonna miss and like at the very end you know that's when he realizes that you know we leave as clueless as we come yeah and and father john missy really paints a really good picture of this because it kind of shows a whole comedic effect on it once we're dead once we're gone what does any of it really matter and like Another lyric says, we leave more clueless than we came. We just got through all life and now we cease to exist. And I like how it's a ballad of a dying man because the musical elements under it also imply that it's a sort of like walking 
through a tunnel mm-hmm. and that light at the end of it is death. And playing on that idea of death, there's things it would have been helpful to know before the revolution. On this song, Father John Missy dives into that the idea of an apocalypse and life as we know it ceasing to exist. And he has some really brilliant lyrics in this that also show off kind of what's happening in our own lives. Like one line goes, we're all still pretty good at eating on the run. It's something that he does a lot of comparisons to us as hunters and gatherers, despite us living in this world with so many different conveniences. Yeah. And it shows really true. Like how many times do people eat in their car on their way to work? It's like we're all still pretty good at eating on the run. I mean, I do that. But I I love this song because he talks about toppling, you know, the corporations. And at that moment where he's talking about that, you know, the music swells. It's very grand. Some might say emotional. And then like after the revolution is over, it quiets back down again. And I, I love how he mentions that even though the revolution has caused like this primal state in in humanity again, there are humans working to bring back that technology that they've overthrew. So it's like a cycle, you know, and, and, and Tillman just really highlights that, like how really highlights how we just can't escape it. But something that he can't escape is leaving LA. That song kind of talks about leaving all the lavishes of Hollywood and going back to a stripped down life. And it also comes across that way musically. Yeah. Because for the most part, he's just on his guitar. I This is a song that I didn't like at first because it was, to me, it didn't offer anything musically that kept my interest. But after re-listening to this song I, and delving into the lyrics, I was just like, wow. I love how he is, this is a 13-minute song, just him and his guitar taking on the industry. This is his big critique on the industry. And of course, you know, at the end of the song, he ties it back into the comedy and the human condition and and humans as a whole. One of the last verses, he talks about his experience of almost dying and choking when he was younger. And the line where that's when I first saw the comedy won't stop, even for little boys dying in department stores. It's a fantastic song that I'm really glad I listened to again and analyzed. That 13 minute runtime is definitely intimidating at first, and it was intimidating on my first run-throughs of it, but just like you. But once you dive into all of these different topics that Father John Missy goes into on Leaving L.A., you really do feel like this song is worth the runtime. Exactly. And then I want to jump to another one of my highlights, is When the God of Love Returns, There'll Be Hell to Pay. It's another song that is... Musically simplistic, you know, we just get his voice, a piano, and a distant angelic choir. It is, you know, significantly shorter within four minutes, but Tillman has another criticism on religion. You know, we get these little criticisms of religion throughout the entire album, but he just sounds so angry at God or, or Jesus, you know, coming down to judge us when we are just trying to do our best to make it out alive and to do our best to live. Yeah, and like he says, how can a God who loves us all so much, put us through such horrible things. One of the lines in there is, if this isn't hell already, I don't know what the hell this is. It's one of my favorite lines. Yeah, and it really does a great job at showing the anger that Father John Missy has at religion while also kind of questioning what's all this about. 
at the same time. Yeah. He really puts into perspective what he's feeling and what his perspective is on religion. And speaking of perspectives, we go to a politically charged song, two wildly different perspectives, where he pits the Democratic and the Republican parties uh, in America against each other. You know, we're getting nothing done because we're all arguing over meaningless stuff, at least to him. And the way that he goes about that musically is also interesting because in the beginning, it starts off very soft, very typical of a lot of the sounds on this album. But as he gets more riled up in it, it just revels into like this like jazz, soft piano rock fusion that is all of a sudden just cut off unexpectedly. Yeah. And I think it just kind of shows how even us getting mad doesn't do much for our cause. Exactly. He's upset that there's like a cooperation just because we're angry at the other side. But in the end kind of is sad that nobody despite all of us having our own differences we do share some problems and since we're always in the state of arguing it's sad because in the end nobody wins we are all we're all hurt by this exactly and now that we're winding down towards the end of the album i want to talk about another one of my highlights uh so i'm growing old on magic mountain this song intrigued me and really resonated with me on the first listen because, you know, he talks about not wanting to leave Magic Mountain, which is, you know, a place for like younger people. Like that's where you spend your youth. But he doesn't want to change and develop, which makes it one of the most interesting songs on the album. Uh, but then it ends fantastically. I love post-rock music. And this is very reminiscent of a post-rock song, you know, with the synths just blaring that long, winding closure. It made it one of the highlights for me. Father John Missy really does know how to play with sound and how to create these lavish and extravagant soundscapes while still being able to keep it tempered enough for the mood and the lyrics of the song. And, you know, the song, it doesn't sound dark. It sounds even a little bit more relief, but it ends with some kind of questioning, like, where do we go after this? And, you know, we're ending with In 20 Years or So, the last song on the album and it ends the album with more of a defeated feeling we're just a speck on a speck on a speck you know clinging to a rock that's hurtling through space you know it makes it feel meaningless <laughs> you know and it's crushing in a way but like it does fit with this album and he talks about like our resources are low humans are probably going to be the cause of human extinction and our own downfall our own downfall yeah exactly but he ends the album with there's nothing to fear it's a fantastic closer. And like you said, when you said the word meaningless, you laughed a little bit, but it also ties back this whole idea of it's just pure comedy. Yeah. There's so many ways to look at everything and laugh at it because in the end, that's what we can do. Yeah. We can laugh at it. We can't control that we're just a speck on a speck on a speck. We have to more accept it. The comedic thing. Is that we accept it because once we accept it, we can start laughing at it. Yeah. We can start moving forward to things that actually matter. Yeah, and it won't seem so bad. All right. So, Eddie, now's the time of the podcast where we talk about our highlights. What are some of your personal highlights throughout the album? Some of my personal highlights definitely have to be So I'm Growing Old on Magic Mountain, things that would have been helpful to know before the revolution, and also pure comedy, 
yeah, those have to be my favorite tracks because all of these tracks kind of get way more real than you expect them to. But they also do bring a sense of laughter in me because I am able to look at it and just say, yeah, that is how it is. It sucks, but it is how it is. Maybe now I can do something about it. And me being able to recognize that I think also is something special because I feel like somebody who might not get the entire album and what he's talking about might be that person that Father John Missy is kind of laughing at, that they're not the ones who get the jokes because they didn't accept yet the reality of what's going on. Exactly. And I agree with some of your choices. Pure comedy perfectly sets the mood, perfectly introduces most of the topics he talks about. It's a great opener. So I'm going all the Magic Mountain. That could have been the ending and I would have been fine with it. But we have In 20 Years or So, which is also another highlight for me, ends the album in a dark place. But again, you know, Father John Misty has a smile on his face. And what's consistent? Time still moves forward despite all of the problems. We're still moving forward. Exactly. And then, you know, two of my other highlights are When the God of Love Returns, that'll be Hell to Pay, one of my favorite choruses on the album, and Total Entertainment Forever. One of my highlights, it's the shortest song on the track, but it gets its point across. And Eddie, would you like to talk about some of the things that you weren't happy about the album? You know, it kind of ties back to my beginning perspective of when I first heard it. I was a huge fan of the way Father John Missy was able to create really nice songs with great instruments and being upbeat with, you know, choruses and stuff that's more reminiscent of I Love You Honey Bear. But to be honest, the way he sets up the instrumentation on Pure Comedy just makes me really feel this album a lot more and it makes me really dig it way more than I did in the beginning. So even though at first I was kind of turned off by the more simple, minimalistic, laid back musical choices that he made, there's no other way I would want this album to sound. Yeah, I mostly agree with you. I think the one problem that I have, and it's not even that big of an issue, but I could have done without like a song like Smoochie, where it talks about his wife and his personal demons, which is, it's a good song. I just feel like that's more of a I Love You Honey Bear song than pure comedy. It just felt out of place for me. I agree, because even for some people, some slight bit of love, some slight bit of romance is a bright world, is super positive. So, you know, that kind of breaks a little bit of the flow and the topics that he's talking about the album. But again, even on that song, he's able to come up with stuff that makes you laugh and put some perspective on the idea of love. Yes, I agree. Pure Comedy is a wonderful album. You guys should give it a listen. You know, talking about the content in this album does kind of scare me a little, but it, it's one of Father John Misty's best, if not his best work. I agree. And that's why it's an awesome album. And that wraps up our discussion of Pure Comedy. Tune in next week where we talk about My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West. You just listened to Awesome Albums here on WXAV 88.3 FM and WXAV.com. Thank you very much for listening to this WXAV 88.3 FM podcast. Be sure to visit our website, WXAV.com, for more information on your escape from Ordinary Radio.